right I'm ready now at the beginning of this one. Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Today I'm joined by Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs. Spencer, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, we have a lot going on with trade this week. Um, some really new developments that weren't necessarily foreseen on the horizon when they happen. Uh, first thing that we'll talk about is the news from Japan. What are we to hear that? So really exciting news coming out of Japan. Actually, late last week, early this week, uh, it was announced that the United States and Japan have agreed to pursue a free trade agreement, which is really big news, especially for agriculture. Uh, we don't really have any details of what's going to be in that agreement yet, but we certainly feel like it's a positive step for agricultural trade. As some of our listeners may know, Japan was one of the uh, principal countries who was involved in the former Trans-Pacific Partnership, now called the Comprehensive Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP, mm -hmm. if you're following acronyms. Just for ease, they wanted to add a few more letters. Right. Yeah. And so um, when President Trump took office, he actually uh, decided that he wanted to withdraw the United States from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So unfortunately, we did miss out on some market access due to that decision. But it is really encouraging to see that we are pursuing a bilateral agreement with Japan. Yeah, and Japan's one of the largest economies in the world. So yeah. that's really a big deal. This is not some minor country that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And we all we already ship a lot of products there that could be um, that could be increased dramatically if the tariffs are all reduced. Exactly right. And Japan is really a huge up-and-coming market. As their economy continues to grow, uh, they really are a big market for a lot of livestock protein, like beef and uh, some of those other commodities, but beef in particular. Mm -hmm. So we're really hoping that, that um, the deal comes to fruition, and we'll, we're hopeful to see the details soon. Very good. Uh, in the same part of the world, uh, what's the update with China? What's happening there now? Yeah, so it seems like the um, situation with China changes almost daily. <laughs> I think I say that every time we're on the podcast. Yeah, but sometimes more than daily. It's right, like a couple three times or four a times day. within the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the latest is that um, the U.S. and China have agreed to resume trade negotiations. Now, over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of back and forth on tariffs, and so we continue to monitor the um, the discussion and the progress with those um, negotiations. negotiations. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking for the word there. Um, and, and sometimes it's like, is it a negotiation? Because for a, t for a while they weren't even negotiating. Right. But now we're back to negotiations. Yeah. So hopefully things will start getting better soon and we'll get some more clarity. It, it did feel like it finally hit that tipping point in the past week or two where it seems like both sides kind of realized maybe this is going too far. Yeah. And uh, we need to kind of dial it back and actually get back to reality and and solve these problems rather than continuing to escalate it. Mm -hmm. so I think that's hopefully a, that's true. I think that's a really good point. And and while we're on China, you know, Missouri Farm Bureau hosted our commodity conference last week in Jefferson City. We had a really interesting speaker come in from the National Pork Board to talk about the impacts of African swine people. African swine fever, not only on China, but on international trade uh, around the world. So I thought that was a really interesting presentation and on a very, very serious issue. Yeah, it's a dramatic um, effect on the Chinese market. And I also, I was not, unfortunately, I was not at Commodity Conference, but I was at another um, conference as well, where one of our speakers was talking about how it's unfortunate that the United States isn't really in a great position to take advantage of the opportunities to sell to the Chinese market, partially because of the trade war we're in. So right. it's um, frustrating when we do have a big opportunity open up that we haven't been able to pounce on it as well as we might like. 
For sure. It's a really serious problem, and we're going to be continuing to keep an eye on that because I think it um, will only continue to get more serious, unfortunately. Right. right. So back in our neighborhood, Mm -hmm. the USMCA, uh, the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, um, is sort of sitting out there, hanging, waiting to have something, um, some action taken on it. Um, but we've had some interesting things happen in the next in the last day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, what's new with USMCA? So some very exciting content coming out of Missouri Farm Bureau, which you should be seeing on our social media outlets starting today and through the next several weeks, hopefully. Um, we actually. I'll kind of go back to the beginning. It's kind of no, a long story. How do you tell this it's story? It's kind of a long story. <laughs> so, um, so the USMCA, she had even an update on where we're at with the actual agreement. So the mm-hmm. agreement became public last fall, and all three countries basically said, all right, now we have to take this back to our respective countries and have it approved. Because USMCA was negotiated under the jurisdiction of Trade Promotion Authority, that means that the House of Representatives and the Senate both have to approve USMCA, and then it'll be signed by the president, and it will be the law of the land for trade between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. So all of the power right now pretty much resides with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. So what happens legislatively is the Trump administration will introduce what's called an implementing bill. And basically what the implementing bill says is a bunch of legislative language that ultimately means USMCA is now into effect and it will and NAFTA will be subsequently withdrawn. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what it says. The administration. We approve of this. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, we like USMCA. It's great. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So um, Congress has to approve that 90 days after it is sent over from the White House and formally introduced. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi really is holding a lot of the cards because because the House is currently controlled by Democrats and we have a Republican president. uh, Trade agreements are historically hard to pass whoever's in the White House and whoever controls Congress, but because there is a difference in party there, Mm -hmm. um, she can kind of hold things and put pressure on the administration and really help determine whether it passes or not. So, um, And the Senate isn't a problem because Mitch McConnell, the majority leader over there, has signaled that he's very open and willing to pass this. Right. Um, It's really more, more up to Um, the House getting it through. Absolutely. And I do think that there is congressional initiative in the House to get this done. I I really do think Speaker Pelosi thinks this is not the worst deal in the world. Uh, It's probably politically more about not giving the president a win than it is about whether or not this is a good trade deal or not. But we decided at Missouri Farm Bureau, uh, probably a month or six weeks ago, we were all kind of meeting as a staff, and Dan Cassidy, actually our chief administrative officer, said, okay, I've got an idea. And we all just kind of laughed because we <laughs> weren't really sure what was coming. <laughs> um, and he said, you know how USMCA kind of sounds like YMCA? And it all started to like dawn on us mm-hmm. what he was thinking. So a couple of years ago, actually more like five years ago now, Missouri Farm Bureau did a Ditch the Rule campaign where we had the Clay family uh, sing a parody song about the waters of the United States rule. And they had like a canoe and a dry ditch and mm-hmm. their kids were running around. It was really funny. So we decided to kind of play off of that success because it was a pretty successful advocacy effort in the past and get together a, um, a band 
if you will, of Missouri Farm Bureau members and artists. Artists, yes, Uh, that's right. That's a great term. Yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. artists. Uh, We had some lyrical geniuses in yourself and our president, Mr. Hurst. Something like Um, that. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of Missouri Farm Bureau um, employees and members actually get together and sing the song. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really excited for everyone to see. How excited are you? I'm like a kid on Christmas. Like, <laughs> like, I, like a hyperactive kid on I Christmas. I am really, 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 really excited about this. <laughs> and it's a little embarrassing. Uh, um, I listen to the song for fun. I can sing right. all of the words. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if I don't know if we'll insert a clip into the um, if the audio can go in here, but definitely head over to our Facebook page and our Twitter profile and check it out. Please retweet and share it and use the hashtag USMCA now. Absolutely. And it's also going to be on Instagram soon uh, once we get that ready to go. But hopefully you'll be seeing it all over the place because it's a pretty um, it's a fun take on a serious subject. And but... you might recognize some familiar faces yes. when you watch the video. Yes, you probably so will. Stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. It will be fun. And I a hope. big thanks to you and your public affairs staff. I know Joe McCoy and Elizabeth Weiss both had a lot to do with the production of the video and they had a yes. lot of creative ideas. So there was um, a lot of hours. There were a lot of hours spent getting this right. Yes, so yes. hope it goes well. So if you're listening and you see any of our public affairs team, please uh, give them a big shout out because they worked really hard. I agree. They did a great job. All right. So on to our last topic. Uh, the uh, Now that we're nearing the end of August, um, we are going to be having the Congress go back into session. Uh, they have like a five, is it five weeks now? The five-week August recess, mm-hmm. uh, August work period, constituent work period, where they are not in session out in Washington, D.C., and that's coming to a close. But there was a lot that happened um, during that congressional work period that um, with the Missouri delegation coming back here to Missouri, and you were involved in a lot of that. Could you tell us a little bit about um, some of those meetings that you had? Let's start with those coffees with Congress. Yeah, August is a really busy time, not only for our congressional leaders, but also for our Missouri Farm Bureau members. Uh, because it is summer and crops are in the ground, a lot of members of Congress like to take time to visit farms and, and talk to various people from all different types of agriculture about the issues and challenges that they're facing and maybe some of the successes that they're having. We instituted a couple of years ago the Coffee with Congress program, which is a program designed to increase our members' outreach to their legislative officials during district work periods, so particularly with their federal offices. We were really pleased to host Congressman Luke Kamire, Congresswoman Wagner, and Congressman Long this month during the Coffee with Congress series. So those meetings are made up of about 12 to 15 local Missouri Farm Bureau members, and the format is supposed to be very casual. So we meet at a, at a extension office or maybe at a county Farm Bureau office. Uh, sometimes we even meet at a coffee shop, and we just have a have some coffee, have some donuts, and just have an honest conversation about the issues facing that region. And uh, it's been really successful in the past, and we were really thankful that so many took the time to meet with us this August. Yeah, it seems like we had a really good reception uh, mm-hmm. by both the members of Congress and our Farm Bureau members Absolutely. Uh, to those events. I think that's been a good program to do. Um, we also had a 10-day extravaganza in Sedalia, yes. known as the Missouri State Fair, 
What, what did you? Uh, what were your takeaways from this year's fair? So, Legislative Day at the Missouri State Fair is something that I personally look forward to every year. Uh, we kick off the day with the governor's ham breakfast, which is kind of like a high school reunion for anybody who's ever worked in politics in Missouri. Um, so, it's a really good opportunity to see a lot of people that you may not get to see very often. Uh, and then we kind of we have a full day planned at Legislative Day. So, we have a press conference in our Missouri Farm Bureau building. This year, the topic of that press conference was flooding and disaster recovery. Uh, we were really thankful to have Governor Parson, Senator Blunt, Congressman Smith, and Congressman Long all participate and provide comments uh, regarding the flooding that we've seen and maybe the potential for some additional disaster recovery looking forward over the next several months and years. So that, w- that was a really successful event. And, and that was our last episode of the podcast. We put that up as yeah. a special edition. If you are interested in that, uh, go back and listen to uh, the the previous episode before this one, I think that several of them had some really interesting uh, information to share. Yeah, and then from there we rolled right into Senator Blunt's annual Ag Advisory Council luncheon, uh, which brings about 300 people together that day on the fairgrounds. Uh, gives the senator and his colleagues the opportunity to hear from farmers about the issues that they're facing. So it was a really good event. Uh, Missouri Farm Bureau is always very grateful to provide the meal for that event. So Mm -hmm. we were happy to uh, see all of our old friends. Yeah, that was a very good event. And I think that Senator Blunt did a very nice job, as he usually does. Of course. Um, We also have had a number of members of Congress that have been going around the state uh, during the August recess doing some farm tours. Mm -hmm. How many of those were you able to participate in? Um, I believe Missouri Farm Bureau was represented at four farm tours this year, which is a great number. Uh, They all were during the same week. (laughs) (laughs) Logistically, uh, not so fun. It it was maybe a little bit of a logistical challenge, but a really good opportunity nonetheless. One thing we were really excited about this particular year is that Chairman Colin Peterson from Minnesota, who's the chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, he's actually a Democrat from Minnesota, came down uh, as a guest originally, I believe, of Congressman Long, but then also ended up doing events with Congressman Cleaver and Mm -hmm. Congresswoman Hartzler as well. So, you know, it's always really interesting when you get to hear from elected leaders from other states, because some of the issues that they face are very similar in agriculture, and some of the issues that they face are very different. Uh, For example, uh, Chairman Peterson's district, I believe, is like one of the top sugar beet producing congressional districts. I think it's the top, if I remember right. Yeah, in the country. And I've never even seen sugar beets. So um, he probably thinks that some of the things we do here in Missouri are just as crazy as I think sugar beets are, but as as valuable, of course. So anyway, it was really interesting to hear his perspective. Yeah, I think that would be great. He's uh, always an interesting guy to listen to because he's never afraid to speak his mind. Certainly not. He's been a guest on our podcast before, and he was one of my favorites because he really will just tell you exactly what he's thinking without Mm -hmm. sugarcoating it. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, he did not grace us with any of his musical talents (laughs) on the various meetings I went to. Uh, If you've been to our annual meeting before, you might remember Chairman Peterson as playing the bass guitar in the band called The Second Amendments Mm -hmm. with former Congressman Kenny Hulsoff. So um, unfortunately, he did not sing for us or play (laughs) guitar, which I was a little disappointed in, but it was great nonetheless. Very good. Well, maybe he'll be able to come back someday to our annual meeting and grace us again with his presence. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk with us and update us on what's happening. And hope you have a great Labor Day weekend. Sounds great. You too. We'll talk to you soon. All right.
Bye. 